0: Praise the Lord. It's time to look to the Word of God. Let's take the Word of the Lord into our hearts. The title of the message today, Judgment Unto Victory. Judgment Unto Victory. Let's begin with Scripture in Matthew chapter 12, verses 18 to 21. <clears throat> Behold, my servant Jesus, whom I have chosen, the Father's introducing him, my beloved, in whom my soul is well pleased. I will put my spirit upon him, and he shall show judgment to the Gentiles, to the nations of the world. He shall not strive nor cry, neither shall any man hear his voice in the streets. He didn't come for popularity. He didn't come for celebrity status. He came as a savior. A bruised reed shall he not break. Simple reed instrument fashioned out of a bulrush, cut to size, holes bored in it, you blow through it and play some music. A bruised reed shall he not break, and smoking flax, a simple lamp with a wick and oil. Light and fire shall he not quench, till he send forth judgment unto victory till he send forth judgment unto victory. And in his name shall the nations of the world, the peoples of the world, the Gentiles trust. Behold my servant Jesus, whom I have chosen. Behold the Lamb of God today. We speak the name Jesus in the house. Behold my beloved son, God says, in whom my soul is well pleased. I will put my spirit upon him. And he will show judgment. New King James says justice, a right way of life. He will show a right order, a right way of life to the Gentiles. He will not cry, strive. A bruised reed will he not break. Smoking flax shall he not quench. Till he send forth justice unto victory in the lives of the nations. And his name shall the peoples of earth trust. If we only had one word to sum up the intention of God for our lives, that word could be victory, triumph. People that rule and reign in life by Jesus Christ, people that have the knowledge of God and understanding of this world and of the forces that are at play in it. The desire of God is to bring forth justice in our lives, to bring forth a right way of life until we secure full victory in our lives. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. God's intention is for you to triumph, to have victory in your life. Thanks be to God who causes us or gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Or 2 Corinthians 2:14. Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ thanks be to god who always always leads us in triumph in christ he wants to bring forth justice in us he wants to bring forth a right order in us so that we can attain victory romans chapter 7 24 oh wretched man that i am who will deliver me from this body of death our human nature our struggle the decay, the corruption in the human frame. O oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord, a deliverance from our human disposition, from the flesh life, from the things that batter and plague us so we can walk in the joy and peace and victory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Under Roman law, a man condemned to death was bound to a corpse. At last, the weight and the corruption of that corpse to take that man's life. A living man bound under a stinking corpse, bound to a stinking corpse. Every person bound to a stinking carcass The flesh life, it's not a pretty picture, and it's not supposed to be. Every person alive, bound under corruption, bound under the weight of sin and decay and corruption, is there an answer? Paul is so quick to say, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. The answer is in Jesus Christ our Lord, deliverance and victory. Now, God wants to bring forth justice in us unto victory so we can triumph, so we can overcome, so we can rule and reign in life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Judgment unto victory. The word judgment is two-sided. It has a negative side and a positive side. On the negative, we all understand what judgment is. It's punishment for wrongdoing. That's one aspect of judgment punishment for wrongdoing but on the positive side judgment is protocols for right living principles for right living sometimes we describe a person as the person is of sound judgment he makes good judgment he's got good judgment in him because this person is able to assess and make right decisions so we see the two sides punishment for wrongdoing protocols for right living the Bible says the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether the judgments the rulings of the Lord his conduct for us his principles for us they are true and righteous altogether the Lord wants to bring forth justice in our lives grow us up so we can stand in victory in Christ Every person presented, the Bible says, mature and perfect in Christ Jesus. The Lord wants to lift us. He wants to bless us. He wants to set us on high. The Father said, behold my son Jesus. Behold my servant Jesus. A bruised reed will he not break. Smoking flax lamp he will not extinguish. He will work with those vessels. He will work with the people of earth until he brings forth justice unto victory in their lives till they walk in the power of God till they rule and reign till they have an overcoming spirit number 1 today three aspects number 1 the lord has taken our judgments the lord has taken our judgments john 3:36 he who believes in the son has everlasting life and he who does not believe the son shall not see life, Zoe, the God life, but the wrath of God abides, presently, actively, hovering over the life. Not simply a judgment, a wrath of God at the end day, but the wrath of God already is hovering over the unbeliever, those who do not know God. He who believes in the Son has everlasting life. He who does not believe the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. The wrath of God, punishment for wrongdoing, the judge of the whole earth must do right. And our lives are bound under sin, iniquity, fallenness, and because of it, the judgments of God against sin are over the life of those who do not believe in Christ in our pre-salvation experience. Let's look at Romans 3.8, verse 9. The Apostle Paul says, What then? Are we better than they? Not at all. For we have previously charged both Jews and Greeks that they are all under sin. Previously charged that all people are under sin, guilty as charged. Legal terms, a court of law, as it is written. There is none righteous, no, not one. There is none who understands. There is none who seeks after God. They have all turned aside. They have together become unprofitable. There is none who does good, no, not one. Their throat is an open tomb. With their tongues they have practiced deceit. The poison of asps, serpents is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. They are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways, and the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. The Bible concludes, all mankind under under sin. There's none righteous, no, not one. All of us deal with sinfulness and depravity, iniquity and lawlessness. And because of it, the judgment of God rests upon the sinner. The Bible is very clear. The wrath of God abides on those who do not come to the forgiveness of Christ and the cross of Calvary. We need repentance. We need a Savior. We need the Lord. The wrath of God abides. But the good news today is that someone has taken our judgments. Someone has taken our place. Someone has taken our vileness, our iniquity, our brokenness, our hatred, our cursing, our bitterness. Someone has taken our sin to himself, and that someone is Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary. He was made sin for us, the Bible said. He said, I'll bear the sins of humanity in my own body, in my own spirit. And the Father poured out his wrath on the Son of God who took our place and Jesus Christ endured the punishments of God against our own sin so that we could be clothed, so we could be set free from our sins in the power of the blood of Jesus Christ and into the glory of God. 1 Peter two twenty four, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree. Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we having died to sins might live for righteousness by whose stripes you were healed first peter 3:18 for christ also suffered once for sins the just for the unjust that he might bring us to god being put to death in the flesh but made alive by the spirit christ suffered christ took our sins the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God. What an exchange. What a marvelous gospel. What a Savior we have. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. The Lord has taken our judgments, and we are now free from sin and bondage, no longer under the wrath of God, but everlasting life. And eternal joy is ours in the presence of the Lord. Zephaniah three fourteen. sing, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O Israel, people of God. Be glad and rejoice with all your heart, O daughter of the new Jerusalem, the heavenly Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away your judgments. He has cast out your enemy. The King of Israel, the Lord, is in your midst. You shall see disaster no more. Hallelujah. You shall see disaster no more. Life has come in the place of death. In that day it shall be said to the city of God, the church, God's people, Jerusalem, do not fear, Zion, let not your hands be weak. The Lord your God in your midst, the mighty one, will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. Oh, the joy of sins forgiven. To know that we stand pure and clean, that we are washed by the blood of Jesus Christ, that we're part of the city of God. God is our creator. God is our savior. A bruised reed, a smoking lamp, that's all humanity is without God. But the Lord Jesus Christ has come to bring forth justice unto victory. A bruised reed he will not break, a smoking lamp he will not extinguish till he brings forth justice unto victory. And in his name will the Gentiles trust the ends of the earth. How many are glad you put your trust in Jesus Christ as Lord? The Lord has taken our judgments against sin. We are clothed in his righteousness. We are free to serve the Lord. Number two, judgment unto victory. Number two, let's judge ourselves by the word. If you want victory in your life, you're going to have to attend to some self-judgment. Let's judge ourselves by the word. 1 Corinthians 11:31 31 to 32. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, if I don't judge myself, then I'm going to be judged. We are chastened by the Lord. That we may not be condemned with the world. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord, corrected by the Lord, that we may not be condemned with the world. You, is it true, is it true that there is much needless struggle and even sickness in our lives because We linger when it comes to judgment to ourselves. And the Bible says it's true. In the verse preceding this one, the Apostle Paul said, For this reason, many are weak and sickly, and some even die prematurely because they don't discern the body, how they conduct themselves before the Lord. The Lord's body, that's your body in one aspect, because they don't judge themselves, they don't conduct themselves properly, there is struggle, there's sickness, there's even death at work in the lives of the people of God. This is a serious matter. Let's learn to judge ourselves by the word of God. Our attitudes, our behaviors, our entertainments, our programming, our speech, so that we don't have to be judged by the Lord. Let's learn how to correct ourselves by the word of God so that the Lord doesn't have to correct us. It's a day to judge ourselves. Peter said the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. Judgment begins at the house of God. Here we are under the power of the word, and we're receiving the judgments of the Lord, the correction, the instruction of the Lord, so he can bring forth justice unto victory, so we can overcome our struggles and our flesh life and our problems and all those things that break us down, and we can walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. Judgment unto victory. John chapter 12 and verse 48 Jesus said, he who rejects me and does not receive my words has that which judges him, the word that I have spoken will judge him in the last day. The word is what we need to judge our lives. Bring our lives under the scrutiny of the word. Bring our lives under the instruction of the word. Bring our lives under the correction of the word. Hebrews 4.12 For the Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit. Spiritual matters in our inner man. The soul, the mind, the will, the emotions, and even of joints and marrow, this Word of God will pierce our flesh. It'll even touch our mortal body and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Let's read that again. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. The Word of God is a two-edged sword. It cuts two ways. It cuts death to the flesh, and it cuts life to the spirit. And I say to myself, and I say to all of us this morning, let the Word pierce. Let the Word pierce. Let's call sin for what it is. Let's call our sluggishness for what it is. Let's not find reasons to justify our manner and our behavior and our ways. Let's not compare ourselves to the casual Christian crowd or compare ourselves to the word, world. Let's allow the word of God to judge us. Let the word pierce, pierce our attitudes, pierce our reluctance, pierce our sinfulness, our violation of the word of God. We must learn to judge ourselves if we're going to walk in the victory of Christ. He wants to bring forth justice unto victory. Practically, let the Word of God pierce. Let's learn how to use this sword so that it pierces our own soul and spirit and pierces our own flesh. The Word of God is living and powerful. I need this sword in my hands. I need it to fight the enemy, but I need it to fight myself. The yet unredeemed aspects of my life or the temptations that would arise, the enemy seeking advantage, the flesh seeking some advantage in our lives. If you have, a, have an anger problem, if you have an anger problem, let the word pierce. The Bible says... Make no friendship with an angry man, and with a furious man thou shalt not go. No friendship with an angry man in our hearts. I'm not going to walk with a furious man, something in my spirit that's boiling over. In a wrong way, we need to pierce our flesh with the Word of God. We learn scriptures like the one I just quoted out of Proverbs. And when we are tempted by anger, when we're tempted to boil over in anger, all of a sudden that, weird, that word pierces our conviction and our heart. And we say, stop, I'm not going that road again. I'm not going to let that eruption happen again. the Word has pierced my heart and it set me free. Is there a tendency to immoral conduct? Bible says, flee fornication. First Thessalonians 4, for this is the will of God. Even your sanctification. You're set setting apart unto God, that you would abstain from sexual immorality. It's that clear. So when temptation comes, we need to know those scriptures. That sword has to be sharp. That rhema of the spirit in our hearts has to be so sharp that when temptation comes, we do not fall to temptation because that sword pierces us. It says, don't be foolish. Don't go that direction. Judge yourself, correct your heart, and walk in righteousness. What about moodiness and negativity, depression? Well, there's no end of instruction in the word of God on that. Plenty of scriptures to go around because the Lord knows our human frame. He knows our disposition. He knows our fallenness. He knows the heaviness that rests upon us and can rest upon us in this world. And so the Lord gives us lots of scriptures. Sharpen up that sword. From the rising of the sun unto the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. So when I get up in the morning and Maybe I'm a little melancholy, maybe a little down. I feel that two-edged sword cutting death to the flesh and life to the spirit. It's a day to praise the Lord. From the rising of the sun, I better get on with it. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it, Psalm 118, 24. Proverbs fifteen fifteen. He that is of a merry heart has a continual feast. Yeah. He that is of a merry heart, the person that has the joy of the Lord and lets it flow up in their heart, that person the Bible says has a continual feast. They are feasting at the table of the Lord with joy. Philippians four four. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let's learn to judge ourselves by the word. Let's make sure that word of God in our hands and in our hearts is sharp, it's memorized. We keep an edge on it so that when temptation or any violation would come to our spirit, that sword of the Lord pierces us and we live in righteousness and walk in victory. If we are going to have victory in our lives, We have to attend to self-judgment. And I gave you a few examples this morning, but how many there are. Number three, let's receive God's judgments, his rulings on conduct. Judgments is, again, negative punishment, but it's also positive principles, protocols. Let's receive God's judgments His rulings on conduct, how we are to live. I think of the book of Proverbs. 31 chapters. Some people try and read a chapter of Proverbs along with their other Bible study. Just read a chapter a day for a month here and there. To what? Remind us, to remind yourself of the judgments of the Lord. Proverbs breaks down into seven basic areas of life. Family and domestic and finances and relationships and personal conduct. Seven areas basically that are covered through many Proverbs, many statements and sayings. And right at the beginning of the book of Proverbs, it says these Proverbs are to give a person justice, judgment, equity, sound wisdom, knowledge so we can walk the way of the wise instead of the way of the fool. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. Judgments are his rulings on conduct. And so this is the instructive side, point three, not the corrective side, but the instructive side that we bring ourselves under the judgments of God and receive them. Psalm 1, 1 to 3. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law he meditates day and night, always turning the words of God over in the heart and in the mouth. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. What a promise of God to those who will take the word of God and live in it day and night. Read the word, study the word, live in the word, live in its power. Psalm 19, verses 7 to 9. The law of the Lord is perfect converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments Of the Lord his rulings on our conduct are true and righteous altogether what a scripture what a scripture from the Lord describing to us his word what it'll do in our lives how it will change us it will put rejoicing it'll put joy in us it'll give us vision it will enlighten our eyes it'll make us wise and give us understanding that we can walk in this world through the darkness, through the difficulty. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. I want to get into that word. Man, this preaching makes me want to get into the word. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous the more I can take in his word. I'll take in his Proverbs, I'll take in his counsel, I'll take in his instruction, because I know that he is seeking to bring forth judgment, justice unto victory in my life, so I can walk as an overcomer and live above the world. Psalm 119, 20. My soul breaks with longing for your judgments at all times. Such a cry in the spirit, Lord, teach me your ways. My soul breaks with longing to know your ways, to know your rulings, to know your righteous ways. Verse 62, at midnight I will rise to give thanks to you because of your righteous judgments. Person that either went to bed at midnight or woke up at midnight, and all they can think about is the goodness of God because of his righteous rulings, because he's given instruction and wisdom on how to guide a life, how to guide your tongue, how to guide your eyes, how to walk in purity and holiness before the Lord. At midnight I will rise to give thanks to you because of your righteous judgments. Verse 160 The entirety of your word is truth, and every one of your righteous judgments endures forever. Let my soul live, and it shall praise you. Verse 175, and let your judgments help me. Let my soul live, and it shall praise you, and let your judgments help me. Judgment unto victory, justice unto victory. Three things this morning. Number one, the Lord has taken our judgments. He's taken our, the judgments against our sinfulness and sin. He's redeemed us by the blood of the Lamb. We all need a Savior. We need Jesus Christ, Savior and Lord. There is no other name given under heaven whereby we must be saved. There is no other way to eternal life, no other way to salvation. The Bible says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Thank God this morning that he's taken our judgment so that we could be lifted up into a place of victory and triumph in him. Number two, let's judge ourselves by the word. Pierce our own hearts. Pierce our own delinquency. Pierce our own bad habits. Pierce our flesh life till victory comes forth in our lives. And three this morning, let's receive the righteous judgments of the Lord. Let's open our hearts to his word. Let's spend much time in his word. Let's take in as much of the word of God as we can during the day so that we can live in the victory and the power of God. Back to Matthew 12 and verse 20. A bruised reed. He will not break. And smoking flax he will not quench till he sends forth justice to victory. Till he sends forth justice to victory. God wants to bring victory forth in every one of our lives. Perhaps you're here this morning and you feel like a bruised reed. A broken life. You've been bruised. You've been stepped on. Damaged. Damaged. The Bible says there's one anointed. His name is Jesus. He's here to set at liberty those that are bruised. Have you been bruised in life? Have you been bruised by Satan? Have you been bruised by men, people of earth, others? The Bible says Jesus Christ is anointed to set at liberty those that are bruised, that you can walk out of that captivity, you can walk out of that memory, and there will be a point of faith and decision in your life, and it will never bother you again. Oh, you can remember it, but it's like waters that have passed away, and you will remember your misery no more because of the power of Jesus Christ in your life. He's anointed to set at liberty those that have been bruised a bruised reed, a simple little wind instrument, so fragile, and our lives are fragile, as we all know. They would take this little piece of bulrush, cut it to measure, bore it out, put some holes in the top, and then they'd play that little flute. But how easily that Little flute, that reed would break and be bruised. It could be crushed. You could drop it and somebody step on it. People would say, well, it's bruised. It's broken. Throw it away. What's a human life worth anyways? Billions of them on the planet. What's another person? But Jesus said, no, a bruised reed I will not break. The infinite worth of every person. The dignity of Jesus Christ on every person. A person is worth the whole world. A person is worth his death on the cross that he would come and give his life. Jesus said, bring that bruised reed to me. If you're bruised this morning, Jesus said, bring your life to me. Bring that bruised reed to me. I will touch and I will heal that reed. And I will Put my spirit in that reed and it will sing again. It will play again. A bruised reed, he will not break. A smoking lamp, he will not quench. Smoking lamp, he will not quench. Anyone here this morning, you've run out of oil? Light and fire? Worn down? Difficult days, weary and worn, it's like the oil supply's gone. A flickering life, smoking lamp, don't know how long, if I'm gonna make it a few more days or a few more months. A wick that is burned, char on the wick, soot, black and dark. People would say in that day, it's a smoking flax wick. Just take a pair of tongs and throw it into the refuse. Throw it into the trash. Just get another piece of flax wick out of the drawer. Comes in abundance. Don't worry about that smoking flax life, about that broken life. Just get another wick. Jesus said, no, that's not me. That's not my heart said a bruised reed and a smoking flax he will not quench he said bring that smoking life to me bring that blackened life to me he said i'm going to get rid of the soot i'm going to cut away the char i'm going to put fresh oil in that life and i'm going to light that life with my fire and my fire never goes out for his fire never sleeps And he says that life will burn for time and eternity for the glory of god Jesus is working with all of us. He's working with humanity. He's calling. He wants to bring forth judgment unto victory. He wants to bring forth justice unto victory in all of our lives. Worship team, come. Let's look at Isaiah 42 as we close out verses 3 and 4. Isaiah is the one who prophesied these words, first of all, and then they're quoted in the book of Matthew in relation and fulfillment of Jesus Christ Isaiah 42 3 to 4 a bruised reed he will not break and Smoking flax. He will not quench He will bring forth justice for truth and Then these words he will not fail nor be discouraged Till he has established justice in the earth and the coastlands shall wait for his law. The isles of the earth, the nations of the earth shall wait for his law. What beautiful words in the middle portion there. He will not fail nor be discouraged till he has established justice in the earth and brought forth the right way of life in us. He will not fail. Sometimes we fail, don't we? Make mistakes. Aren't wise enough in the word. Take a step of foolishness. Our steps slide. Sometimes we fall into temptation. Sometimes we get discouraged. Discouraged with ourselves. Why can't I walk right? Clumsy feet. Unruly mouth. Impatient heart. Sometimes we fail, sometimes we get discouraged. But the great news this morning is that Jesus Christ our Lord, the Bible says, he will not fail nor be discouraged till he brings forth justice unto truth. You may fail, you may be discouraged, but there's one who will not fail. There is one who will not be discouraged with you. He will work with you. He will put his breath in you. He will put his life in you. He will lift you and set you free. Jesus, our Lord, Jesus, our Lord, let's stand together this morning. Anyone discouraged this morning? He who has begun a good work in you will finish that work until the day of Jesus Christ. Put your trust in the Lord. Cast your discouragement on the Lord. Say, Lord, you're not discouraged. You're going to keep working. You're going to keep blessing my life. You're going to keep instructing me and correcting me and guiding me down the path of righteousness. If you failed, put your trust in the Lord this morning. Some waywardness, some sinfulness in your harder life this morning. Repent before the Lord and say, Lord, you will not fail nor be discouraged till you bring forth righteousness in me, till I overcome these bad habits, till I overcome these addictions, till I overcome this negativity. Lord, till I overcome these debilitating aspects of my flesh life. Lord, you will not fail nor be discouraged till you bring forth justice unto victory in my life. And in you I put my trust. The nations shall put their trust in the Lord. Hallelujah. Father God, this morning, Lord, a bruised reed you will not break. A life that's lost its song, life that's lost its joy, you will not break. You're here this morning, Lord, to put your hands upon the bruised reed. Put your spirit, Put your breath upon it again that it can sing and play. Have bright days in the melody of the Lord and the joy of the Lord. You're here to touch the smoking flax. Those that are without oil, as it were, Father God, you're here to put in the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Word of God. Let your life brighten. Jesus will not fail nor be discouraged till he brings forth victory in your life in the life of his people as we close out this morning if you need jesus christ as your savior please step out from where you are come and receive jesus christ as your savior and lord he's taken your judgments the judgments of your sin so that you could be clothed in righteousness and have a relationship with god be justified be sanctified by his presence and word there's any here this morning you need a touch, you feel bruised, you feel broken, you feel like a smoking lamp, come and receive the ministry of the Lord. Come and receive strength from those prayer ministry team that is here this morning and let your life be lifted up for the Lord. But this morning, let's thank God.